Welcome back, everybody, to the Great Michigan Weekend, and we hope you are going to have a Great Michigan Weekend. The Detroit Symphony presenting the magical music of Harry Potter at Meadowbrook in the Amphitheater in Rochester Hills. Uh, these are Sunday events. Doobie Brothers' 50th anniversary tour, the Doobies. Unbelievable. See, there you go. There's more math for you. 50 years, <laughs> the Doobies. Uh, Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids for that. Mad Dogs and Englishmen. That's a British auto kind of get-together at the Gilmore Car Museum in Barry County. It's the Zoo Fest for a wild walk for mental health. And there's a summer concert series going on at Lake St. Clair Metro Park. So, man, there's a lot going on. Tons, tons. Yeah, and we have the, the perfect weather for it. Mm-hmm. You know, not too hot, a little cool in the morning the way we like it. All right, speaking of summer, uh, boy, you know, one of the bad things about Michigan summers are the number of pests we have to deal with. And if you're, if you're the kind of person that doesn't like bugs, <laughs> and I'm in this category, uh, my wife has a bee allergy. Oh. So in my mind, that's life or death. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we always go way out of our way to make sure that we have rose pest solutions come out and go around the house and look for little problems and spray so there's some preventative action going on. And we have the Vice President of Technical Services from Rose Pest Solutions on the line with us this morning, Mark Shepard-Durgian, who prefers we just call him Shep. Is that right? That's correct. Thank you. Okay, Shep. (laughs) Uh, The thing I like about Rose is you guys um, have been around forever. I mean, this is a very old company, and Metro Detroit people have been calling you guys for years and years. But you're also right on the cutting edge of science, you know? I I remember talking to some of your people about different pests and and the kind of experiments and the the analysis that goes on. It's, It's a very technical thing for you guys. It's not just a couple of guys with a van and a, a big oil drum full of poison. I mean, you guys are quite sophisticated. So we're happy to have you on with us this morning. And what are what are some of the biggest problems we can expect in the month of July in Michigan? When we get to July, it gets pretty hot. So things are rocking and rolling in the bug world. Inside, you're going to see the ants start coming in. Uh, they're looking for all the resources they can get. And... Uh, now, we've had a little rain. Our, our rain's been a little funny lately. Usually, we get uh, big, wet springs, and then it dries out in July, and there tends to be a lull. But uh, it's been a little bulky, a little backwards the last couple of years. So we expect to see a lot of that come up. Okay. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that we were thinking about, okay, some of the bugs out there aren't bad. You know, there, there are bugs we want to be kind of friendly and fair to. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just bomb <laughs> our entire house. We don't want to put poison everywhere because it has effects on, on the entire uh, ecological system. Uh, but in terms well, of stinging insects and bees and that kind of thing, I know you guys pride yourselves on saying, you know, some of these, some of these bees will never bother you. Others, like the stinging insects, like the wasps and hornets, those can cause trouble, right? No doubt, and if there's one thing that happens, there's a tendency for people to call anything that's black and yellow and looks like it might sting you as a bee. But they're not all bees. In fact, uh, most of the stinging out insects out there, that if you get stung, it's likely to be a, a wasp of one sort or another. Yellow jackets are a type of wasp, and of course we all know the paper wasps, that those uh, 
those little um, umbrella honeycomb-looking nests Ugh. under the eaves. Those oh. are wasps. And right. then there's bald-faced hornets that build the big gray paper nests. Mm. Hang out. There's a bunch of species that do that. Mm-hmm. Whenever you've got a, a social nest uh, with wasps, they are going to vigorously defend that. And you don't want to be the person who, uh, who approaches that because they're quite capable. Honeybees, on the other hand, and all our natural uh, or uh, our, um, our native bees, bees are fuzzy, wasps are not. That's a pretty good, uh, okay. pretty good so, rule of thumb. How about a big, so, old, big old fat bumblebee that's buzzing by? I mean, that looks well, like they're, that could do some damage, but I, <laughs> I understand they're, they're not really aggressive and they're kind of friendly. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. And in fact, most, most of, lots of the bumblebees, at least the ones that people see in the spring, aren't bumblebees at all. Those are carpenter bees. So if you see what looks like a bumblebee, but it's hanging around the deck and they're, they seem to be accosting you, that's, <laughs> a, uh, that's a carpenter bee. Looks a lot like a bumblebee, but they drill into, into wood to make their galleries. And they can do a number on your eaves or on your deck if you're right. not paying attention. Yeah, in so, fact, the the, the but, hole they drill, uh, it's uh, almost impossible to understand how they do this. It's almost perfectly circular, right? Like somebody put a drill bit in there. It <laughs> absolutely is. It's amazing. They all seem to be the same size. Those bees won't sting you unless you handle them roughly, and most people don't handle them at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus, carpenter bees, you know, you you can recognize them because they wear a hard hat. <laughs> nah, no, they and, have a bald spot. And uh, Carpenter oh. bees have male pattern baldness. So if you look at the bee, and, and, and they usually have a, a, a golden fuzzy thorax that's uh, kind of between the head and the abdomen. If it's got a little, if it's got a little black bald spot on there, that's a that's a that's a carpenter bee. Okay, and also carpenter bees, uh, you know, when your wife's walking out to the pool, they'll whistle and say, uh, <laughs> "They'll yeah, hassle you." They they'll they'll hassle they you. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, baby. <laughs> I'm a carpenter bee. Now you know, you know. Now your chances of getting a good carpenter to come work for you are just going way down. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, let me ask you one last question here, Shep. Uh, fleas. We all know when our dog or cat has fleas, it's, it's easy to see, the, you know, when they're itching and scratching away. And then we say, uh-oh, got to check this out. Maybe get them a flea collar. Maybe even give them a, a bath or something. But how likely is it that if your dog has fleas, it's going to end up on your couch, in your clothes, in your bed? Oh, it's pretty likely. The thing people don't know about fleas is they are a uh, they have a complete a complete life cycle just like like butterflies they uh, there's the eggs fall into the carpet and the uh, larvae hatch out of those they're little little white caterpillars most people don't ever see these and they uh, they feed on all kinds of things but what they really need is a blood component which right. happens from the adult fleas that stay on your dog adult fleas and amazingly enough. The fleas that we deal with are almost always cat fleas, whether they're on your cat or your dog. Okay. Cat fleas don't know that we named them cat fleas, but their uh, their their droppings fall off as little blood. It's, that's kind of uh, kind of unnerving, isn't it? Yeah, that's what the fleas eat, and that's where they grow. So until you get your dog treated and the larvae and carpet, things will keep going. Okay. All right. Well, if you if any of this interests you and you're concerned, because uh, boy, we. We, you guys helped us through the bed bug scandal a few years back when that was on everybody's mind. And uh, Rose, oh, Pe- yeah, Rose Pest Solutions, they can get the job done for you. Wonderful people, very professional. Like I said, the, this isn't just a couple of guys in a beat-up van. 
uh, you know, spraying raid in the corners. <laughs> the, these are experts, and it's a very scientific approach, and they have a really good attitude about science and the environment. If you want to schedule an inspection, you can do that at 877-746-0224, 877-746-0224, Rose Pest Solutions. Shep, it was a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Good talking to you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, we'll talk hey. to you later. All right, interesting stuff here on the Great Michigan Weekend on News Talk 760 WJR. Uh, we have one more pair of uh, tickets to give away for the Rascals. That would be a great show. Yeah, so, actually, yes. There, there was a term that was used about uh, Felix Cavallari, who was the lead singer of the Rascals. And Cam, I don't know, if you might not be old enough to remember this term or have ever heard it. There was a term they used back in the 60s. Back in the day. Back in the day. And the term was blue-eyed soul. No, not and familiar. What that meant was uh, a white person who was singing with uh, almost as much soul as the Motown people, mm-hmm. the rhythm and blues people, the mm-hmm. soul singers. Okay. So blue-eyed soul. And then later, a good example of that would be Hall & Oates. Oh, for sure. Blue-eyed, yeah. blue-eyed soul. So yeah. that's what uh, Felix Cavallari is all about. And we've got tickets to give away. We'll do a little trivia. We'll do a simple trivia question, and you can call us if you think you know the answer. That comes up next here on The Great Michigan Weekend on News Talk 760 WJR.